Good morning, Jenna. How are you? Fantastic. Good morning, Bob and Katie. I hear you're uh, you're about to go on vacation. Yes, I'm leaving y'all for a few days. Don't worry, everything will be fine. You'll be just <laughs> fine. And oh, I'll be, I'll be but back. But where you're going? Where you're going? I'm not are, sure. Are just, they going to be fine? You know? I don't, exactly. The, I don't even know. That's the thing. I'm just going to throw it, uh, a dart into the map and then drive that direction. Okay. Hopefully away from excessive heat, but it doesn't look like oh, that. Oh, no. Excessive heat Everywhere. or rain, it's, it's, it's everywhere. Hot, everywhere. hot or rainy. Have we seen some rain? I mean, yeah. This is I'm unreal. just watching this radar slowly move. And I'm not sure if that line of storms and sopping wet rain is coming in this direction, or um, which is from the east, or if it's going to continue to go north and just be pushed away from us. But there's no wind to really push it away. Wow, so. I always thought it came from the west. That's what I thought. Yeah. But it says that we're supposed to get rain like 60% chance in the next hour. Wow. And look at it. Wow. It's been Strange slowly times. moving this way. Yeah, don't don't our listeners love, you know, look, you see you see the monitor? You, you see, see this that? monitor yeah, yeah, right here? you see here? the radar? Yeah. All right. <laughs> exactly. Right, Katie? Radio. Katie, right. The, if you take a look at the weather, the, the Doppler radar, is that what it's called? Of all the places that should have a dress-down policy, it's this place. It's radio. A dress-down policy? Or a dress, you know, uh, casual. You know, casual you all look Friday so nice every day? Here. Yeah, that's um, right. Oh, I, I, I don't know about nice, but have you ever seen the Casual Friday episode on The Office? No, no. I haven't. Okay, Please now you share. have to go Google that. I can't. I can't. It's not. <laughs> I don't want to get fined or fired. Uh, so please go Google it. It's too oh, good. That sounds like a good Just one. Just a little one clip from it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never look at Casual Fridays the same again. Do you remember the episode where uh, Michael told... Uh, uh, oh gosh, Jim! I'm laughing told, and I don't even Mike, know. Michael told Jim uh, that we need to class the place up. Okay. Oh, day, and, yes. And so we it's wore a tuxedo. Day class a. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, and, and then the boss was it Edris Elba? I, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he yeah, sh- yeah. he was the new boss. He's the new boss, and Charles. Jim's wearing a tux. I've probably seen The Office way too many times, but then yeah, his new boss shows up and he's in a tux, and he's yeah. like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> uh, we were trying to make it class the place classier. Yeah. Yeah. That's day class A, Jim. <laughs> oh, so good. That was good. Okay. All right. Back to business. Wait, is Mainstay like The Office? Please say it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Are you bit. Michael yeah. Scott? <laughs> or are yeah, you Dwight? Seriously. Best, yeah, world's <laughs> best world's boss. World's best Michael boss. Scott. <laughs> we need to get you that mug. All right. Hey, uh, you were talking a little bit about something, and if you'd like to hop into the conversation, 437-1620, some legislative changes yes. that are going to impact people. Huge legislative changes oh yes, okay very that's a okay. big word to so use. we remember 2019 the secure act of um actually it became law in january of 2020 all right right before the world went crazy right right before covid yeah. but uh the secure act remember we talked about what does that acronym stand for yeah but i can't. setting up every community that's for it. Reti- yeah yes, okay yes, yes all right now this one they're calling secure act 2.0 but I like the oh. name better. It's called Securing a Strong Retirement Act. Okay. Okay. S A S R A, SASRA, right? But it is being uh, dubbed Secure Act 2.0. I guess we hadn't heard 2.0 in a while. No, right? that's, that's it's actually next 2.0. Level. Right. Okay. So l- let me just take you through this. Now, please know this is not law yet, but it's going to be. 
Um, so let me let me tell you exactly where we are on it. Uh, the bill was introduced uh, only the end of last year, actually in November. And what happened is uh, the Senate. Um, let's see. The Senate actually went to the House first. Okay, it it passed in a resounding way. Okay, a convincing way by a vote of what is it 400 and katie do you have that 414 to 5 414 to 5 apparently five people didn't agree with this you know securing a strong retirement act but five people voted against it 414 in the house passed it okay so i'm just catching you up on where it is um in may of 2021 the house ways and means committee cleared a new bill securing a strong retirement act that was the one that was the original okay uh it had again strong bipartisan support um but uh here we it brings us to today um not only has the house passed it the senate has now passed it and it will go to uh what is it katie the house ways and means committee and uh, be eventually passed uh, they right, think, think later this summer yeah yeah it goes to congress it goes to both uh both chambers and will be voted on all right now that we got that behind us again i want to underscore this is not law yet but this is what is coming okay all right and so, it's supposed to come by <clears throat> the end of 2022 yeah by the way i forgot to introduce katie we have katie here today with us yeah right sorry about that katie don't worry i said hello katie, yeah, no jenna always katie's an expert katie's an expert on this bill okay oh yeah. uh the secure act 2.0 uh or as they say 2.0 if you have any questions comments or uh, even a story to share anything having to do with retirement or anything we're discussing today because this is this bill is all about retirement but please call the show the number is 850-437-1620 and you're with bob and katie and jenna of course our our host um so this is this is the backdrop to it the retirement crisis in america is real and it'll only get worse without easier pathways to saving and encouraging workers to start planning for retirement earlier in life emphasis on earlier this legislation expands automatic automatic enrollment in employers qualified plans simplifies many of the retire, retirement plan rules and strength strengthens small businesses ability to offer workplace retirement plans and make it easier for Americans to plan for their golden years. Um, so we are now one step closer to that. So I want to share about, what do we have, about five components of this, you know, five major uh, elements of what we call the uh, Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2022. Um, so the first thing, Katie, mandatory automatic enrollment and escalation what what exactly does that mean that means that employers will now have to automatically enroll employees in their retirement plan right in their qualified plan um you know if you're you know um 18 years old 22 years old 25 30 years old or or even my age and you come you know you take you take a job and you're a full-time employee and you've met the criteria and i think all employers that offer a 401k must enroll a full-time employee in at least within one year of them uh, starting beginning their employment with that company now some allow it 
to happen uh, after a certain probation period, maybe six months, 90 days, whatever, but it will be an automatic enrollment because some people, when they're going to work and they're going to work for an employer that has a 401k, they don't even know about it. I, you know, I don't think I did, you know, when I first took a job with a company that offered a 401k, somebody had to take me by the hand, you know, they gave me a packet and everything, but at that point, the employer's job is done, right? Here's right. your benefits packet, take it home, read it, and make your elections. Well, I didn't do anything. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, part of the reason is, is uh, young people are able to stay on their parents' plan until age 26. Okay? So they're really not worried about it during those early years. But you have a whole... In regards to health insurance. And, and yeah, that's... That's part, part of the of benefit the side. Benefit packet. Right. But the other side of that is saving for retirement. And I, th I think a lot of people miss the boat on that. So um, the uh, Securing a Strong Retirement Act would require employers that have what are known as defined contribution plans. Defined contribution plans versus defined benefit plans. Defined benefit plans are basically pensions. You get a benefit. A de defined contribution plan is something you contribute to and typically receive a matching contribution, although that is not required. The matching contribution by the employer is not required. But um, it, uh, this this is for defined contribution plans, a 401k. <clears throat> so if you were enrolled, or excuse me, if you went to work for the employer in 2021 or after, you would be automatically enrolled as a new employer, as a new employee when you are eligible, okay? And in, in the plan, at a pre-tax contribution level of, say, 3% of the employee's pay. Now, some, some plans don't have a matching contribution. So that's a starting point. They would automatically enroll you and have 3% come out of your gross pay and be contributed to the 401k. I think that's great because as a youngster, especially, you, you really don't miss what you never had. So if that money never hits your bank account, I think it's great that 3%, just 3%, you know, mm -hmm. it's not going to put you out on the street, right? Right. You may have to skip that uh, stop at Starbucks in the morning, right, to get that you know, $6, whatever it is they make there, right? Right. You may have to skip a few things, but 3%, that's next to nothing. Okay, so it's called, this This section, the first section is called mandatory automatic enrollment. So we understand that. You're automatically enrolled when you become eligible. <clears throat> so what is the contribution going to be? It's going to start at 3%. Where does it go from there, Katie? Um then the employer would automatically increase that by 1% annually. By 1% annually. So this is called mandatory automatic enrollment and escalation. It ought to be called mandatory automatic enrollment, amount, and escalation, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, yeah, it would go up 1% per year. When would it cap out? When would it cap out, Katie? At what age? Um, not, or not what age. Excuse me. At what percent? Yeah. It, <coughs> so the employers will automatically increase your savings into 
your 401k by 1% up to at least 10%, but not more than 15%. Right. They they have a little bit of latitude yeah. there. So they can have you cap out, and it never goes up again once you're contributing 10%, or they can make it 12%, 13 up to 15%. But under no circumstances that can they require that you're contributing, you know, 20, 25% of your pay because that is going to pinch you, right? Right. So, uh, uh, so the employees, of course, could overrule this by a uh, – that's that would be the default provision if the employee does nothing, okay? And how many times do we run into people, Katie, say, yeah, I guess when I started there, I, I signed up to have, you know, 5% of my pay, and look at all this money I have in there. And I'm like, wow, and you never knew about it, you know? Right. I mean, we see that. We see that a lot. Um so, obviously, the employee could overrule that and say, hey, look, I don't want to contribute anything, or I want to contribute more, or I want to do a set amount. I don't want to do a percent. So, um, now, now, look, there is an exception to this. If you have a 401k and you have fewer than 10 employees, if the employer has fewer than 10 employees, he is not he or she is not required to do this and why do you think that is katie i don't really know just thinking out loud yeah well i i would just think if you have that intimate you know fewer than 10 employees you know you probably have access to people that are gonna you know take you by the hand and tell you what to do um maybe they're just trying to give people you know employers with fewer than 10 employees one less thing to worry about, right? Right. But certainly you're going to have access. You're going to have somebody in. And you know what? Uh, a lot of employers with fewer than 10 employees don't have a 401k to begin with. So, um, right. And it also, another exception to this, again, number one, employers that have fewer than 10 employees and then em- employers that, that have been in business for less than three years. Okay. Um, so I think that's interesting. The mandatory automatic enrollment and escalation provisions of the Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2022. Katie, I got a, Jenna, I got a question for both of you. Yeah. Is the uh, Securing a Strong Retirement Act, is that a, of 2022? Is that law yet? No. It is not. Thank you. Okay. Good job, Jenna. Gotta, gosh, Whoa, that was quick. No. No. And I wasn't even shaking <laughs> so, uh, my head. But how much longer? Uh, <coughs> how long is it going to take? I don't know. This is, well, they Look say by her. the end of 2022. Look at Jenna writing notes. should be a decision. Yes. This should be law in 2022, but affect those in 2023. Oh, beginning okay. yeah. in January. Beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning. That's usually how it's done. Yep. Okay. So, but the headline benefit stemming from the um, the SASRA, Securing a Strong Retirement Act, is that employers who introduce new retirement plans would be mandated to automatically enroll their employees. And while automatic enrollment has been growing steadily as a plan, um, in most plans f- features, it has never been mandatory. So this is a new rub. Um, but again, as we know, Katie, we see it all the time, far too many folks, clients, people we run into, never take advantage of their company-sponsored 401k plans. Um, And this would help them get a leg up in a hurry, especially if they don't know about it, right? Right. So, uh, hey, there's some statistics on enrollment in 401ks, and I want to share this. 
Um, this is from Katie's former employer, Fidelity Investments. Okay, they did a study on this, but these are automatic enrollment statistics. So the first one is more than, well, more than a third, actually 37% of employers automatically enroll their employees into their new into their 401k plan. So 37% of the companies out there are already doing it. Uh, that's almost surprising to me. Did when you went to Fidelity, were you automatically enrolled? You know, I want to say we that were. That was a long time ago. Long I think we were ago. though. Were you? Okay. Yeah. At a certain amount, I think. But that's... Fidelity is also a financial yeah. firm. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're, you, you they're know, at the. I would think people at Fidelity know more about what they're doing than maybe those at. Uh, hey, you know, I'm just going to say it. Maybe the hospital. You know. Mm, right. They're just wired a different way. So uh, anyway, among large companies that have more than 50,000 employees, the percentage that automatically enroll employees is 62%, okay? So the very large employers with over 50,000 employees. So you think, okay, here we are in Pensacola, Florida. We don't have any of those companies. Well, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, national companies that are <laughs> operating, you know, you. Bank of America, what, right. 100,000 employees, Wells Fargo, huge. Right. Um, you know, even Ascension Healthcare, uh, Pen Air, you know. I, you know, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure these companies have over 50,000 employees. Um, yeah, you know, so I think they're, try- they're trying to reach the masses. Exactly. So, so, interestingly enough, the most common default savings rate for automatically enrolled employees is what? 3%. Okay? That's exactly what uh, Congress is enacting here. A 3% automatic enrollment. Okay? Um but uh, actually 20%, 20%, because, you know, sometimes on the matching contribution, you get matched dollar for dollar on the first 3%, and then maybe 50% on the dollar for the next 3%. So for a total matching contribution, you have to contribute 6%, right? 3, 3% plus 3%, 6%. So a full 20% of all employers have a... Uh, automatic enrollment percent of six percent. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. Ex- the the next um, aspect of the Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2022 is to expand and Rothify catch up contributions. So, um, what does that mean, Katie? What does that mean as far as Rothify? Of course, that comes from the Roth IRA. Right. Well, as it currently stands, those who have reached age 50 right. can make catch-up contributions exactly. to their retirement plans. But this would continue that, but it would also increase the catch-up amount right. to 10000 starting at age 62. And that's cool. Right. So at age fifty, at eight, at age fifty, right now you can do an additional six thousand five hundred dollars. Right now, that is the catch-up contribution. In um, in twenty twenty-three, most likely, you'll be able to contribute an additional ten thousand instead of sixty-five hundred bucks a year. Um, so that's the expansion part of the uh, catch-up contributions. Now, 
I hate saying the word Rothify, but that's what it says right it's in front of us. A, yeah, it's becoming a, a word? buzzword in the, in All right. the financial Well, I don't like it. Let's, let's make that clear. Uh, but we know how, everybody knows how much I love Roth IRAs. And that's, you know, again, a great account. It's, um, you know, we talked about win-wins. The government gets their full share of tax revenue because you're contributing after-tax dollars. So, the, you know, the government is giving up nothing except on the back end when, uh, when the, uh, you know, the Roth IRA or the employee that has the Roth feature in their 401K eventually starts pulling money out. Unlike the traditional portion, they pay no taxes, but they paid it all up front. So uh, conventional wisdom would say, you know, getting the money up front and the uh, the government using it or investing it, haha, you know, would be better than them getting it on the back end, right? So now Rothifying the catch-up contributions. We talked about the expansion. Oh, by the way, we didn't say on the expansion of the contributions that they're going to be indexed for inflation after the year 2023. So that ten thousand, and and they're also going to index for inflation the $1,000 catch-up contribution for traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs that are outside your employer's plan. They're going to index these for inflation. So, so gosh, you know, inflation this year, what is it right now? 8.6%. Inflation is 8.6%. So if you are making a, uh, if you're making a contribution of uh, your catch-up contribution is $10,000 and that 8 0.6% rate of inflation holds up for this year, your contribution would go up to $10,860. Is my math right there? 8.6% of 10,000. So that goes up pretty nicely. Now, inflation is kind of high, is very high right now. Let's face it, I don't want to get into that right now. <clears throat> but again, um, we're going to take a we're going to take a break here in a couple of minutes. But you are listening to Winning with Mainstay. This is Bob Burgie. I have my daughter Katie with me today, and of course Jenna Barr, our host. And um, we are talking about the Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2022 that is. Uh, uh, destined to pass here. Uh, please call when you can, 850-437-1620. Here's the news. All right, we're going to head over to Steve Taylor for a news break. What's coming up, Steve? Well, a Pensacola man was uh, arrested for uh, charged with openly carrying a gun and he's running for office. We'll talk about that and other stories coming up after Fox News on News Radio 92. Sitting here talking. All right. All right. We're Wake back. up, kids. We are back. We are back. And uh, Bob Burgie is I don't back. know about you all, but I'm very excited about oh, this topic. Oh, he said you all. That's very professional. You, yeah, you folks. Not y'all here yonder. Y'all's is. Hey, now. You folks. Are we? A yeah. lot of money today. Lots of 401ks, you know, Roth IRAs. What really fascinates secure. me about this uh, securing a strong a securing a strong retirement act of 2022 
is that this has everything to do with retirement and what we're about, okay? It just opens the door to being able to save large quantities of money for your retirement, right? That's the gist of this. We've got to get into a few other things, Katie. I did, um, I don't think uh, I did a thorough job of describing the, uh, uh, what, what was the last topic we had there, Katie? Um, um, expand and Rothifying yeah. the Catch-Up Contributions. Okay. Uh, Katie called me out on this during the uh, break for the news. And, hey, you know what? Um, I don't think I clarified this. The 50-year-old catch-up contribution is going to remain the same. Correct, Katie? Right. Everything's going to remain the same. So you got $1,000. When you hit age 50. Everything stays the same. $6,500 now. Now, look, this could change in the years to come. It might go up to 7000 might go up to 7500 and that 1000 may be increased at age 50. But the other catch-up contribution that is being proposed and probably will become law is the 10000 And, Katie, when does that take place? What age? At 62. So from 62 to 64, the catch-up contribution increases. Yes. Now, actually, let me tell you this. The House version of the bill wants that to take place at age 60, okay? The Senate version of the bill wants it to take place at 62, between the ages of 62 and 64, okay? So, Katie and Jenna, we have a rare opportunity right now to name this because look we have two things that are called the same thing a catch-up contribution so one is at age 50 and one is at age 60 or 62 we can't call it the same thing do you have any ideas what to call it like uh you know we we think the silver perk the silver catch look at how much you loved that i love it (laughs) Well, you know, I wouldn't have asked the Katie, question if I didn't have was, uh, did if I see, didn't have an idea myself. My wheels were already grinding, and yeah. like there was smoke coming out of my ears. The silver catch-up contribution. Oh, I like that. You, know, you said silver perks. The silver Is that what you perk. Said? Silver perks. We got the it's SCC. a it's a catch-up contribution. Contribution. Okay, so let's see. The fifty could be could be called the middle age catch-up contribution. And, they, and then the uh, 60 or 62, whatever they settle in at, could be called the silver catch-up contribution. Okay, so look, one of them already has a name. That's at age 50. That's the 6500 in your 401k or employer's qualified plan or $1,000 for your personal traditional IRA or Roth IRA. I know we have a question. Yeah, can... And, well, hold on. You want to hear my idea? What yeah. to call it? Okay. Okay. This I wanted to call. Radio, so be I careful. wanted to call the catch-up th- this proposed catch-up contribution at age sixty or sixty-two, the mega catch-up contribution. You like that? Mega. The mega. Wow, that was Jenna. <laughs> the mega catch-up contribution because it's much more. Katie didn't know I had it in. It's about seventy-five percent more. You know, going from sixty-five hundred to ten thousand uh, to ten thousand. I don't know what percent more that is, but it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Mega. (laughs) You know what? I think it's exactly a 50. See, like a transformer come out of your bank account? It's a 50% increase. So, hey, okay, we're going to call it the mega catch-up contribution. I know we have a question, and I believe it's from Nancy. Our friend Nancy, she was wondering if um, a person 
can a person roll over a 401k into a Roth upon their retirement or job change? Is that possible? Is it possible? Yes. Do you recommend it? Under one condition. Oh, okay. That the balance that is currently in the 401k is in the Roth is in the Roth feature of her 401k. So you can't take a traditional balance out of a 401k, you know, the, okay. the, the, the portion that has not been taxed. But you can take the Roth feature of your 401k, the, the after-tax portion, and roll it over to a four, excuse me, to a Roth IRA. Roth, yeah. You, you can absolutely do that. Um, if, Nancy, you're asking about a Roth conversion, you know, if you can take your traditional balance out of your 401k and go directly into a Roth, the answer is no. And oftentimes, Katie, we run into people, they have a 401k balance, uh, traditional balance, and they say, can I just roll this over to my Roth and pay the taxes, do a Roth conversion? Mm -hmm. The answer is no. You have to roll it over to a, to a traditional IRA first and do the Roth conversion from there. Right. Okay. You, Everything you, you, you can't need. do it directly, but right. you can get to the same outcome in a two-step You can get the same process. result. It yeah. takes one more step. All the more reason to roll out if you have severed employment with your employer. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons to roll it over into your own traditional IRA. But anyway, as Katie said, good point, Katie. Same result, same outcome, but there's an additional step. So, uh, Nancy, if you have any questions or uh, want to discuss this further, please call us at our office. It's 850 Four three seven three one two seven. Hillary or Tina will answer the phone and set up an appointment for you uh, with Katie and myself. Okay, <clears throat> another question: Can you explain the Treasury bill for nine point six percent interest? <coughs> yes, I can. So that's uh, the Series I U.S. Treasury uh, bill that it, that pays 9.6%. Uh, there is a limit on it. It's $10,000, correct, Katie? $10,000. We get this call all the time. You know, and depending on how much money you have, um, that may be helpful. It may be just another account that you're opening. But yes, indeed, it pays 9.6%, um, but the limit is $10,000. Now, we cannot open an account and go purchase that for you you would go to what is it called what's the website treasury direct or u.s treasury direct and uh you set up an account um you, you'll have a um, a login and uh password you set up an account and you can indeed go ahead and purchase a uh, uh an i bond i bill uh u.s treasury that pays 9.6 percent currently <coughs> all right do we have any other questions jenna not yet, but if you'd like to uh, text in a question, it's 1046 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr with Bob Burgey and Katie Burgey. And winning with Maine State Financial, you can text in your questions to 850-437-1620. Bob, okay. take it away. All right. Thank you. So um, uh, the other part of the other part of the, uh, uh, the Rothifying is, and I think this is interesting, Katie, that all catch-up contributions, um, excuse me, all yeah, all catch-up contributions have to be what? They'll be treated like Roth yeah. dollars. Yeah. Or so I, you know, if you're making a ton of money and you want to make a contribution to the traditional portion for the tax benefit, 
um, I can see where you wouldn't really agree with this. But the catch-up contribution, uh, there is uh, language in this, uh, in this bill uh, requiring the catch-up contributions. <clears throat> um, and is that for the mega catch-up contribution, Katie, or the original catch-up contribution? I, it, it looks like the way it reads, it says all catch-up contributions to employer-sponsored plans will be would treated be as Roth to Roth tax uh, treatment. Okay, so that's after-tax dollars. So I think from fifty on, your catch-up contribution. Very interesting. Very interesting. It's going so, to be Roth. So what does that say to you uh, about the, uh, you know, uh, about the United States Department of Revenue? They want to get more money now. Yeah. And not wait for it until you're well into retirement. Um, hey, okay, I guess we had a follow-up question on the 9.6% uh, uh, I-bond. Is it 10% per person? The answer is loosely, yes, but it's actually 10% per Social Security number. Um, if you, you know, let's say... <clears throat> you and your wife, your spouse, want to op want to purchase one jointly, and you put both Social Security numbers on there, then, you know, you've limited yourself for those two Social Security numbers to 10000 But if you decide to uh, compartmentalize those, you can each do one for 10000 using each Social Security number. So um, I can't really say per person, but per Social Security number. So uh, that, again, has to do with the IBON question. All right. Anything else, Katie, on the uh, catch-up contributions and the Rothification of catch-up contributions under the uh, uh, Securing a Strong Retirement Act? Nope, but okay. it's a good segue into the next one. Yeah, it sure is. is. It sure is. So you want to talk a little bit about, uh, about the next one? Yeah, so the next aspect of the SECURE Act 2.0 is that um, – Employers will now be allowed to match contributions with Roth contributions or Roth dollars. Exactly. So an employer can contribute Roth matching. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know if that requires any, uh, I don't know, know if we need to splash any more color on that. That's pretty self-explanatory. Um, okay, here's another big one. For those of you that are... Uh, getting to get you know um, creeping up on the RMD age required minimum distribution age okay right now that's 72 please know this that the securing a strong retirement act increases the RMD age required minimum distribution age to age 73 beginning beginning actually this year beginning this year 2022 so if you are 72 right now and this passes um please know this uh in all likelihood if you don't if you haven't turned it on already um it'll be extended till age 73 and uh you could possibly wait to take your rmds next year um there's a little more to that uh it goes up to the rmd age would become 73 this year and then it would go up to 74 in the year 2029 and age 75 in the year 2032 so very interesting um giving us a little break because why people are living longer 
and we want that uh, that IRA money, that retirement money to last. Um, expedite part-time workers participation. This is this is very interesting. Um, the original Secure Act expanded eligibility for um, law, you know for long-term part-time workers to contribute to their employer's 401k plan. Okay, now what this Secure Act 2.0, or what we're calling the uh, the uh, Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2022, this would expedite the addition of long-term part-time workers as eligible participants. So right now. It would be if you, I think right now it's what, three years, been employed three years as a part-time worker. Um, that would mean it would go to two years uh, under this new act. And I like that because um, the first group of long-term part-time workers um, would become eligible for participation in the elective deferral of defined contribution plans, or 401ks here, um, effective January 1st of next year a year earlier than under the current law all right so this is uh, you know all about retirement as we said now this next section is about what katie um authorize authorizing student loan matching a little complex but if you have student loans or if you have children with student loans or if you're younger and anticipating taking out student loans, you definitely want to hear listen to this portion. So employers' 401k plan uh, matching contributions are typically based on the plan's partic- the plan participants' elective deferrals to their retirement accounts, okay? Um, so this would this would kind of turn it around and have it treated as uh, um, making contributions based on their employees student loan payments right right so let's we're going to have to take a deeper dive into this one Uh, you know the matching contributions for student loan payments must vest under the same schedule as other matching contributions so in other words if you're paying off student loans and you get you get that match the vesting schedule would take place under the the same vesting schedule as the 401k plan right right so do you know you know i'm, I'm going to share this with our listeners we have so many people uh, that we meet with that have student loans or had student loans katie you have student loans right do you know what i'm hearing more and more often is if the government hadn't allowed me to um defer the payments or what do they call that suspend what did they call that during covid and i'm pretty sure deferral deferral uh but they deferment but also suspension of the interest accruing right and any payments so how about how about this suspending the payments or any interest accruing that's something that has you know certainly during your student loan payment process you know decades right you know you've been doing this a long time right right paying off student loans yeah so all my life that's right i feel that's right (laughs) so you know what i'm hearing more and more katie and you're probably hearing this as well and maybe you're wishing this i you know if if we hadn't all these had all these starts and stops starts and stops to paying it off or you go back to school katie went back to get her mba so 
Uh, during that time, it was suspended again, but you were still working full time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the on, honest to goodness, if we hadn't had the deferrals, the suspensions, you'd have it all paid off right, right now. Is that correct? We're close. I don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I'm hearing that more and more. Like, there's a they there's wish a, that they wouldn't. There's a tremendous so <laughs> sensitivity to student loan payments if you are. Um, you know, if you are dealt a financial hardship or if something happens like a global pandemic or if you go back to school, which, you know, insinu- insinuates that you're choosing to go back to school and not working when when actually, you know, you did both. You know, you continued to work and and got your MBA. Right. But, uh, you know, a lot of times these things are, you know, you're granted these concessions and you wish you hadn't, you know. Yeah. Anything more on the uh anything more on the student loan portion oh i think it's really interesting and i'm interested in it i don't know if it's in addition to your you know your 401k match but basically this this would allow employers to match someone's student loan payment rather than their contribution so it um there's a stat here it said this this would allow college graduates with student debt on average have half the 401k balance of their <coughs> debt unburdened colleagues. Right. Because they're forced to delay saving as their student loans take priority. I, I think that's worth, you know, I think that's worth uh, mentioning again. College graduates with student debt on average have half the 401k balance of their coworkers that have no debt. Right. that are unburdened, you know, where mom and dad paid for it, you got a full scholarship, or maybe you just didn't need student loans. Maybe you never went to school, right? Right. So uh, because they are forced to delay saving as their student loans take priority. Right. You know, and that's... There, yeah, a lot of people's extra money is going toward their student loans. So, you know, Katie, we've got a couple minutes here. The real winners here, I think, are employees, certainly employees, yeah. uh, specifically part-time employees that have been there a while because they're going to be able to participate in the 401k. Second, who else is a winner here? Student loan yeah, people recipients, student people loans. with student loans. You're a big winner um, under the uh, Securing a Strong Retirement Act those of 2022. Ne- those nearing retirement consumers, and needing to catch up. Consumers and prospective retirees in general, are, you know, everyone's a winner under this because um, – you know the what we coined as the mega catch-up contribution is going up to ten thousand dollars at age sixty or possibly age sixty-two. That's huge. Who are the losers here? I don't really know. Maybe employers. Maybe employers because they're having to, you know, make concessions. You know, and yeah. you know, uh, have uh, and I don't know how it participation how it all for gets part-time employees, long-term part-time employees specifically, and then uh, and also I hate saying this, but you know, are employers going to ask people, hey, do you have any student loans out there? Because I really don't feel like paying them off, you know? Right. What do you think, Katie? I don't know. I, I mean, first I'm of sure all, it's not going to be, be a question. It's not going to be a question you can ask. Right. You know? But right. uh, that, that would, in, in and of itself, would be discrimination. But, you know, for those that are going to work and they have student loans, um, for a small employer, uh, it may not be such a great thing, you know. 
Um, but uh, all in all, you know, this is all about retirement. It's very exciting. I don't, I don't know if it's as exciting to you as it is to me. But, uh, you know, the one thing Katie and I always enjoy doing is sitting down with a young person, any person, and helping them, you know, you know, blaze the trail to retirement putting the things in place because it's a lot easier to plan for retirement now than down the road okay thank you again for joining us um it's been a it's been a great episode i enjoyed it tune in next week on tuesday and i hope everybody has a great week thanks